Can the New Orleans Pelicans ever consistently contend without paying the luxury tax? And the Pels are reportedly interested in Rudy Gay. Is the front office trolling me? I actually think they might be. It's Monday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube, where I'm coming to you possibly from the most unlit hotel room ever. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, we got a week's worth of shows because Locked On Pelicans is Monday through Friday this week, and then we're going to drop down to three days a week going into the deep off season for the next month or so. I have some, some, some fun shows planned for all of that, so make sure you subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, and if you want to support the channel beyond on that become an everydayer and listen every day that we've got a show out there right now it's monday through friday we're going to talk a little bit about ownership and the luxury tax and then i am convinced convinced that the pelicans are trolling me that the front office is actually trying to troll me here on locked on pelicans and i'll explain why in the third segment of today's episode and today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePix.com promo code Locked On. So let's get into ownership and paying the luxury tax and what that intends and how the Pelicans can contend with all of that. And this actually comes from some listener questions here that were sent to me on Twitter. And the first one comes from Scott Israel, Scott underscore Israel on Twitter. And he says, do you think this team can be a consistent contender without, uh, without being willing to ever go into the tax? So let's remind you that the Pelicans are one of two franchises that have never paid the luxury tax in NBA history. Every other team other than the Charlotte Hornets have paid the luxury tax at least one time. The Pelicans never have. And I'll be honest, it's tough to be a contender if you don't. 15 out of the past 20 NBA champions have paid the luxury tax. The teams that didn't are somewhat outliers. The 05-06 Miami Heat didn't pay the luxury tax because, well, they had Dwayne Wade on a rookie scale contract. So his salary was way lower than what he was giving that team. The next team that did it was the 13-14 San Antonio Spurs. So there's a jump of a number of years there. After that, it was the 14-15 Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry was, I don't want to say underpaid at the time because he had been struggling with injuries and that forced his contract to be lower, but he wasn't paid what he was giving them that season. And then the next team to win a title without doing it was the Golden State Warriors, 16-17, partially because 
Steph Curry was on that same low paying deal. And then the final one here is the 1920, the bubble Los Angeles Lakers, who basically maxed out their roster with that trade from Anthony Davis, but also sent out a number of things and kind of won that title behind Anthony Davis in the hot shooting in the bubble, LeBron James being LeBron James, and then a bunch of veterans who took dirt cheap minimum deals to sign with them. Dwight Howard was really good for them, right? These are all kind of outliers. You know, these are not teams that have built up, you know, heavy expensive rosters and it's teams that are doing that that did it. You can look at, you know, even the past ones. The Denver Nuggets this past year had a tax bill we're estimating of a little over 17 million dollars. The Golden State Warriors in 21-22 and I want to say this just cuz the number is like wait, what? was 170 million dollars. The Bucks a small market team went into the luxury tax of 800000 when they won their title in 2020-2021. The Raptors, $25 million. The Warriors, once Steph Curry got paid, $32 million. The Cavaliers, in their one title with LeBron James, $54 million. And that was David Griffin right there running all of that. The list goes on. You know, truly to contend, if we're answering the question in like the truest sense here is... You got to pay the luxury tax. So with Scott's question here, do you think this team can be a consistent contender without being willing to ever go into the tax? You know, they can be a playoff team. They can be a playoff team every year without going into the tax. But can they be a contender in like the truest sense of the word? You know, and I I look at that as maybe a, a conference final. So one of the final four teams in the NBA, I think like you look at those, like, oh, those were the contenders because they're the only four teams that could have gone to the NBA finals. And I think that that really fits. Maybe every now and then you could throw a fifth team in there that maybe was like decimated by injuries or something like that. But really, you know, I look at it as a contender in any given year is would you make the conference finals? Do we think you would make the conference finals? Did you make the conference finals? You know, without paying the luxury tax, I'm not sure. Not at least being a consistent contender. Maybe one year, if injuries happen to other teams and you stay healthy, like, yeah, you could kind of break through that way. But I don't think that team would ever really be a true contender. The way it would need to be done is this. You know, this comes to sustainability. This is never a team that's going to attract big name free agents. And if you are an everydayer of the show, if you've listened for a long time, you know I've repeatedly said that free agency doesn't really exist in the NBA anymore. You don't see big name players, significant players, you know, franchise, like guys that'll make you a contender changing teams in free agency. That's all done through trades. You know, we're in the superstar trade era, not the superstar free agency era. So you don't need the money to spend in free agency. So I don't think it actually hurts New Orleans, even if they did have money. You know, what you need to do is then build something sustainable with your draft picks. And it's not trade those draft picks for CJ McCollum, trade those draft picks for whatever star wants out of their current team. It's nailing your draft picks year after year after year so that when you get close to the tax and look this team this roster as it is is 2.9 million dollars into the tax right now that they're trying to dodge it seems like you can let a guy go you could dump someone good and you've got a young player to replace them you know Trey Murphy is going to be in line for a breakout season this year if all of a sudden it's like oh we got to trade CJ McCollum or even Brandon Ingram let's say to like duck under the tax because they're too expensive well you got your other guy waiting in the wings to carry you forward 
nail your draft picks. You know, and you probably also do need to swing on upside. You know, Jordan Hawkins, 14th pick, should be a good fit if he gets to be a 40% shooter from three. But I don't think he has the upside of some of the guys taken after him. And that can be okay for where this team is now. But if you want to build a contender, you need to have like next man up. Like it's like shark's teeth, right? That one falls out and another one's right there. That's the type of, you know, pipeline of talent on the current roster they need to have. But no one hits 100% of your draft picks. So it's going to be really hard to be a true contender without paying the luxury tax. So if this team isn't going to pay the luxury tax, if this team is going to be a little bit cheap, and look, they're doing that, and let's call it what it is, does that mean Gail Benson needs to sell the team? Does that mean you should want a new owner? That will. Not so fast. Like, not so fast at all. I don't think you want a new owner. Let's talk about why coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And what I love about it, you just pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And the best part is you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. You're not playing against someone who has a wall of monitors, who's developed their own machine learning algorithm to beat you who spends all day because they're a professional gambler. It's just you versus the numbers you see. You want to take Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points? You can do that. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists. All of those are available for you. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch, including the NBA, soccer, which is going on right now, whatever it might be. MLB is out there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and they also offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's free money right there. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here, Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. No one else coming to you like this, answering the questions that you want to hear. Send me your questions on Twitter while it still works, at Nola Jake, because we got time this offseason, and we're taking listener questions, turning them into a show right now. So if you want to support the channel, become an everydayer and comment down below on YouTube. I look there. I get your questions. We turn them into shows. I appreciate y'all making my life easier while giving you what you want to hear because this show is for you. So we just talked about how the Pelicans probably can't be contenders if they don't pay the luxury tax. So does that mean like new ownership? Like, should you want Gail Benson to sell the team, right? You know, you hear Lakers fans and others try and make fun of, like denigrate the Pelicans by calling them a poverty franchise. But look, at times they act like it. So do you want something different? So Calvin and Hobo on Twitter asked me a very hypothetical question. Would you be willing to cut Zion, not trade, if it made... If it meant Gail Benson sold the team, you can't pick who the new owner would be. It'd be a crapshoot. This hypothetical, I'll be honest, is pretty bad. No, I don't want to cut Zion to roll the dice on a new owner. If it was like you have to cut Zion, but you get to pick your new owner, different story. 
that wasn't the question here, and we're going to honor the question in today's show. But let's think about that for a second. That kind of opens the door for new ownership. You don't want that. You don't want that, and you don't want that right now. One, you know, for as... I'm trying to figure out exactly how to put this. The For how many years this team has not taken professional basketball seriously in New Orleans, they took it seriously enough to keep it here. And I did a show last week on sovereign wealth funds, which can't take over teams just yet, but eventually that's going to happen. And that worries me because if they do gain full control over a team and their just money is no object to them, you know, would they move a team and break a lease and be like, whatever, sue us for a billion. We're just going to pay the billion dollars and we don't care because that's play money to us. I think the answer to that could be yes. I would like the basketball team to be here. I enjoy going to every game. I think a lot of you do as well. Even if this team's not competitive, being able to go watch some of the best stars in the league come to New Orleans at least once a season, assuming they're not being load managed or otherwise out injured, is pretty awesome. I have seen LeBron James play so many times here in New Orleans. I don't know. I think there's something special about that, being able to see guys like Steph Curry, who actually hasn't played a game in New Orleans in a minute. But having seen Kobe Bryant and others, you know, I do think that is a really special thing, even if the team isn't competitive. That might not be what people want, but there's something to that too of just, going and watching basketball, even if you know your team is going to lose. And so maybe you don't invest like a fan. I don't know of another owner who might keep the team in New Orleans, you know, especially right now, given that, you know, their lease is running out. They're going to extend that with the Smoothie King Center for another couple of years and then maybe look at a new arena, maybe look at a new arena. But if until they're locked in for the long term future, should this team get sold somehow, some way, I don't know that the new owner would keep them here and don't want that. Don't want that at all. So no, I wouldn't cut Zion to roll the dice. I'd rather keep Zion, keep dealing with this and make sure the team is here in new Orleans. And, you know, for all the faults of ownership, you know, in previous front office regimes and all of that, they are the one thing I can say for certain. There's a couple of things I can say for certain. They are absolutely committed to keeping the team here. Gail Benson ain't going to let this team leave New Orleans at all. The people she works with, guys like Dennis Lausha and others, Greg Benson, others, they're not going to let this team leave New Orleans. Not a chance. I love that. The reason that Tom Benson bought the team in the first place is because Gail Benson was like, buy the team. Let's keep them here. And so he stepped in when there's a story I, I can't tell on here, but there's a story that I know of uh, Schwest trying to buy the team. And look, he kept trying to negotiate and get it cheaper and cheaper. And eventually they were going to start to look to sell it to, you know, out of state folks. And they didn't want to have to do that. But there was no other buyer here in New Orleans that was going to keep the team here. It's not the most wealthy state, right? You just don't have billionaires all around. Benson stepped in at Gail Benson's encouragement. That is a level of commitment that very few people have shown the city or would show the city. So 
you know, I, I don't want the choice to have to be being a contender and having the team, but I also want to have the team. And it shouldn't, that shouldn't be the choice, right? If you're going to own it, do take it seriously, spend the money. And they're spending money. They're renovating, you know, the practice facility and other things like that right now. You know, I think they could pay the luxury tax this year, depending on how it shakes out. I think that's all a good thing. So it remains to be seen. But, you know, if you don't pay the tax in the next year or two, maybe this is a slightly different discussion. You know, I don't know if you need to spend $3 million plus the tax stuff on top of it, right, for this roster when you look at money coming in when the Golden State Warriors have a tax bill of, you know, whatever that insane number was, $170 million just by them. Okay, you know, if you can get that and it helps you renovate the facility and other things, that's maybe worth it. But eventually you do have to pay it. And that time is is almost here if it's not here already, just because of how expensive this roster is and this team could be good. And you don't want to have to dismantle it before you at least give it a full chance to be good. You might need to depending on injuries, but let's take that out of the equation for the moment. So no, I don't think they need new ownership. You know, because I trust this ownership group to keep the team here more so than I would any other. Not an ideal situation if they're never going to pay the tax, but at the same point, like, I don't know. I like going to games. I like watching basketball. I think y'all do as well. And that's just kind of the reality of the situation. So coming up next, y'all, did you watch the live show we did? If you're looking at me on on YouTube, I've, I'm like, I look frustrated, like, right? If you, I'm just laughing about this. I couldn't believe this. There, there, I said something on the live show, which was Thursday, which are every Thursday at 7 p.m. And then I see on Twitter, someone asked me a question that I thought was them messing with me, like a troll job and just like, good joke, man. And then it turns out it's tied to the Pelicans and their front office And I'll explain why they have to be trolling me. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast that apparently the front office listens to and wants to mess with. I'm 70%, 65% convinced that that is the rationale for this league. So if they're going to listen to Locked On Pelicans, and I know they do, maybe not every, I don't, I don't think the front office is everydayers, but they listen. So does the coaching staff. You may as well be an everydayer. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. If you want to support the channel as well, comment down below on YouTube and leave a five-star review with a comment. And if you want to chat live, we do the live streams on YouTube and will be, even when the show is three days a week, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. Those are fun. I have a great time with y'all. We get hundreds of people tuning in all at once to talk Pelicans basketball. Way to show out as a fan base. And in this last live show, last week, I'm recording this Sunday night. You know, I said, tell your friends about Locked On Pelicans. All of my friends obviously know I host this show. I like to think that I'm pretty smart about basketball. And they text me... I have two and I love them and I'm not going to shame them here. And none of them are going to know who I'm talking about. Send me like, there's no dumb questions, right? But then every now and then you get something from someone and you're like, huh, really? 
And so it was what the Utah Jazz cut Rudy Gay or was that the Oklahoma City Thunder cut Rudy Gay, whoever he got traded to. And it was immediately like the Pels need to sign Rudy Gay, right? And it's like, no, no, they don't. And I said that on the show as like an example of your friends who say things like that to you. Make sure they're listening to Lockdown Pelicans so that they don't say things like that to you and they know what's going on with the team. And then, of course, of course, like the next day, like literally the next day, Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype reports that Rudy Gay is attracting interest from a number of teams in free. Veteran forward Rudy Gay is expected to draw interest from several playoff caliber teams, including the Golden State Warriors. Okay, that makes sense. The Los Angeles Lakers, sure. Dallas Mavericks, I buy that. Chicago Bulls, eh. And the New Orleans Pelicans. League sources told Hoops Hype. They're messing with me, right? Like someone in the front office looked at the show on Thursday and was like, oh, here's what we're going to do. Let's leak that we're interested in Rudy Gay. That has to be it, right? Because when you think about this for a moment, for a team that is $3 million over the luxury tax, Rudy Gay on a vet minimum deal would be, I, I, can't, I don't even know if I can find this right now, but not the cheapest veteran minimum deal. What? what what does he add to the team that would make them interested? This is a guy who in 15 minutes per game last season, only 56 games for Utah, averaged 5.2 points per game and shot 25.4% from three. What's appealing there? The year before in Utah, 55 games, that's it. 8.1 points per game. He shot 34.5% from three on almost four attempts per game, which isn't insanely high volume. It's not terrible either. But 34.5% isn't good. Where, where does Rudy Gay have a spot on this roster? Where do the minutes come from for Rudy Gay? Why would the Pelicans want to pay more in the luxury tax for Rudy Gay at this point in his career? I, I, like I struggle to understand that one. And that's why I think it's got to be them like messing with me. And I say that tongue in cheek. Seems like they might be though, right? Like, am I, do you want Rudy Gay on the team? Let me know in the comments down below. But where does that really make any sense? You know, this team has one open roster spot right now. They're actively trying to dump and trade away a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr., to free up salary to duck under the luxury tax line, and then you're going to go right back into it by signing Rudy Gay? 5.1 point per game, 5.2 point per game, Rudy Gay from last season, who shot 38% from the field. That's what you're going to do? There's no way. There is no way, unless this is also just his agent or someone out there trying to drum up more interest with him. Look, Golden State Warriors need a little bit of depth. They can't do anything else, and they have unlimited money. Makes tons of sense. The Lakers, print money, can go into the luxury tax all they want. Sure. Dallas Mavericks, same thing. The Pelicans aren't in the same vein as those three franchises right now. Not even from a maybe they're better than the Lakers side of things, but may, or even the Dallas Mavericks, but 
I don't know. I like someone tweeted at me, be like, "What do you think of the Pelicans' reported interest in Rudy Gay?" I thought it was just a great joke from someone who watched the live show and was like, "Oh, I'm going to ask him that dumb question that he said don't ask." Like that was good. Like that was actually like a well played joke. I thought, and then it, I don't think it was a joke, and I think it was realistic. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" There's no reason to sign Rudy Gay. There's no reason to sign Rudy Gay and go deep. I want them to pay the tax. Don't pay the tax by signing Rudy Gay. Do it by signing somebody else. Don't do it by signing Rudy Gay. Please. Formerly great player. Don't go into the tax further and have to dismantle this team sooner, which they will have to do then, by signing Rudy Gay. Do you want them to sign Rudy Gay? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube because I think they're just messing with me. Not really, but kind of. Do you? Okay, how's this? Here's the question. Do you think they're messing with me? Do you think the Pelicans are trolling me? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. So that's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Pelicans. I have a great question that I want to look at tomorrow about rim protection and pick and roll defense. This one's good. We're going to dive into some of the numbers. We're going to dive into defensive concepts in tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Looking forward to it. Um, this is going to be exciting. So we'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll see you all next time.